Welcome back to a sort of Star Wars book club. Book club. Hi, Matt. Hello. We are here for chapter two of Red Rising by Pierce Brown. Nice. How does the uh, audiobook start? Audible. How does it start? <laughs> this is Audible. <laughs> That's Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> this <laughs> is pod racing. Oh. <laughs> this is American Audible. <laughs> this is American <laughs> Idol. <laughs> okay, so we are into chapter two of Red Rising, and chapter two is called The Township. Matt, did you read the chapter this week? <laughs> yes, I, I guess a, I did. I expect a 400-page report. Did 400 you, page. Did you have um, J.W. Sprunger when you were in uh, high school? I did not have Sprunger. Mm. Never had the pleasure. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was one that, if you did the homework, like at the beginning of the class... Well, the beginning of the he was a high school teacher. At the very right. beginning of the year, he told you that every morning I'm going to ask you if you did your homework. I'm going to go in alphabetical order, and you just tell me yes or no. Right. He said, "I don't care if you're lying, but I'll know." He right. said, "I'll, I'll write down whatever you say." Um, and we we're supposed to read, and you were supposed to read 20 minutes, and um, you're supposed to like say, like he'll say, like how much reading, and you say 20 minutes or an hour or five minutes, mm-hmm. and he said. I don't. I'll write down whatever you tell me, but if it's wrong, I know you're lying. I mean, if you're lying, I'll know. I'm like, so everyone's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I just think of that. Like, did you read the chapter this week? Yes. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> He's playing mind games with you guys. Yes, he really was. Um. So, chapter two, the township. Here's my brief synopsis. Darrow is sure that he. Wait, I can't even read my writing. I shouldn't take notes at twelve thirty at night. <laughs> In the dark. Oh. <laughs> With a highlighter. <laughs> Can't see a thing. Darrow. Sure he... How can I read this? Okay, here it is. Darrow. Is sure. <laughs> no, it's Darrow, comma. Okay. Sure that he won, comes home from work to meet EO, who has a surprise for him after Laurel tied. Yeah. So that synopsis gives a little bit of the beginning of the chapter away. We left we left last last chapter uh, with his foot stuck in the cauldron. Yeah, that was, oh man, that would be scary. Um, and you, so what he does is um, his foot stuck, and he said most people would panic in that situation, which he does a little bit, but he's cool because he's got hands, <laughs> strong hands, held diver's hands, <laughs> held diver of Lycos's hands. Um, <laughs> And so he pulls his sling blade out. He remembers he has his sling blade. It's a hinged blade. It's like a farmer's scythe, right? Yeah. Pretty much the same thing, just shorter. Yeah. Uh, I think Is it a meter long? Is that what he says? I, for- uh, I, I think so. Yeah. Um, so he pulls that out and he said, basically what it's for is when you're stuck in a claw drill or somewhere, you cut your limb off with it. Or that's what... It's to get out of the situation, but most, most guys panic and cut their whole limb off, but... Since he's so good at everything, he cuts he a couple slices at his boot and was able to cut his boot without cutting his leg or foot or anything and freeze himself right um, from the tangles of the claw drill. 
Even filled with terror, my hands are not clumsy. I slice three times with a sling blade, cutting nanoplastic instead of flesh. Yes. I am awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But he also burns himself in the process of climbing back up to his cockpit. He burns himself on this hand. Yeah, he burns through the nanoplastic. Yeah, yeah. So he is injured a little bit. Right. Which is good. Um, So he learns his lesson. Otherwise, he would just do it again next time. Yep. Um, and we also find out in Chapter 2 why they mine. So this this is where he talks about Octavia Loon a little bit. Right. Which is this um, ruler, golden ruler. Mm-hmm. And uh, he sees her on what they call the HC. Oh, does he see what the HC stands for? Holocan. Holocron. <laughs> no, before we get to that, though, yeah. can we just talk about how like you talked in the previous episode in chapter one about how he dug this big hole you know and so he had to get out after he does all after he you know they he finishes digging you know they find the gas pocket is only a small one he gets around it and they are pretty sure they're going to win the laurel right so he's done for the day and he talks about his buddies dropping him a line down the kilometer long hole is it a kilometer yeah okay (laughs) Like, I'm thinking about that. that. He just climbed up, like with a burnt hand. Like it's just a sentence. Like they drop down the kilo- kilometer-long shaft to help me up. <laughs> I'm thinking <laughs> a kilometer is half a mile. <laughs> you just Could they have, like had a pulley at least? <laughs> like, they tied it to a tree and throw it down the hole. I uh, know. That's okay, what I'm. See you later, Dara. Yeah. <laughs> Like I'm thinking, it takes you like you know 15 minutes to walk a kilometer, <laughs> let like, alone climb up. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I do think. But it's he so, has hands, though. Do you remember? He has, got those hands, <laughs> but one of them's burnt. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, sorry. So yeah. I did think like the you know like the, you know this one in chapter is called the township, and so I think it's you know you're starting to get to like the last one. You get to n- know the person that Darrow yeah. is. And now you get to know the home that he lives in. It's right. kind of an interesting, yeah. you know, not overly descriptive, but it's enough to get you an idea of what, you know, it would be like to live underground and with yeah. these, you know, hanging yellow lights and, you know, stuff like that. So, so uh, Lycos, yeah, they don't describe it. So he lives, the place he lives, I guess the township is called Lycos. Right. And um, we find out that there are 20, <clears throat> 24 clans. Mm-hmm in Lycos and his uh, being the biggest one is Lambda. No, no. Gamma is the biggest Gamma, one. Gamma. Yeah. Well, Gamma is always the one that wins the Laurel. Wins the Laurel. Yeah. yeah. Um, they've always won. He said Lambda hasn't won in years. He's a part of the Lambda uh, clan and there's a bunch of other ones. They don't mention all of them necessarily. Um, and um, I did some, according to Reddit, um, with the 24 clans, and I guess somewhere it talks about how many people there are about mm-hmm. in each clan. Um, they're estimating about 14,000 reds okay. live in Lycos. Okay. And Lycos is just one of a thousand mines or townships that mine Mars. Right. Um, and we find that they're mining Mars because of this helium-3 is something used to terraform the planet. Um, so they were sent here to help prepare the planet for inhabiting because earth is overcrowded and they need to move everyone from earth to mars mm-hmm. so they're the only ones there mars is com- mars like the planet surface is just regular mars 
You can't right. live there. Right. But once they get enough helium-3, they can do whatever they need to do to terraform. Right. Make a bubble and then... What did the Martian do? I don't know. What did Matt Damon do? <laughs> Threw his poop on the ground? Yeah. <laughs> Fertilized. Yeah. Fertilized. Oh, man. And then... um, Yeah. And then once they get enough, they can bring everybody over. And so they're the... That's why he said in the last chapter that he's... They're supposed to be pioneers. Right. I mean, they're leading the way for the more people to come. Right. Um, so that's why they mine. Right. Um, and it's Holocan. Uh, Holocan. Yeah. Holocan. Yeah. <clears throat> um... Didn't we read another book with a hollow can? What was that? Eye of, was it Eye of Minds? Didn't they call that the hollow can? Oh. You read that, right? Yeah. I I get that one mixed up with like, it was like Ready Player One. Yeah, and, very similar. Yeah. Did they call that one the hollow net? Or was it the hollow net? I think the hollow net is from, from Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Can we at least come up with something with... <laughs> science fiction writers do not use h-o-l-o anymore please (laughs) maybe it's all the same maybe they're all in the same universe because ender's game was just the net oh yeah well that's because that was before the net was real it was right around when it was becoming real yeah wasn't it late 70s that that book was written or early 80s the internet was sort of around it was more like a small localized network they called the ansible isn't that right. what they call it? The Ansible is what the buggers use. But well, why do we keep coming back to <laughs> Ender's Game? I don't know. Because it's a great science fiction book. Um, okay, so the homes. I picture Lycos as like a big cylinder underground. Like it's circular because um, he talks about like the the lambdas live in like the walls of it. I'm sure there's tunnels to other um, clans. But I think they... I think. They said that they live in old tunnels, the oh, old mining right. shafts. Okay. So it could have been like, a, I think you're right. I think like the center hub um, where it has, because it talks about having the pot yeah. at the top. Where the know, grays live. Where the grays live and they can, it looks like they can look down into it. Um, that's where the hollow can is, right? Yeah. I picture the hollow can. What they talk about is the hollow can. Um, it's like a four-sided cube that shows video nonstop. So it's basically like a, what's the thing at the hockey game? Yeah. Like the big thing at a stadium, you know, that's that's in the the center. Turbo jet, turbotron, turbo megatron. Oh, (laughs) different sci-fi story. Sorry. (laughs) What is that thing called? Jumbotron. Jumbotron. Yeah. yeah. Megatron. (laughs) Once you go past jumbo, you just turn into a walking robot. (laughs) So the jumbotron. Um. Yeah, that's what the HC is, and it's constantly showing footage of like it's constantly showing the same footage. I picture like old like war recruiting videos right. or whatever, but basically to um go to them specifically, right? But things from Octavia Alun, yeah, is like I yeah, think the same thing, like yeah. the voiceover, like Uncle Sam wants you type of a stuff, <laughs> right? Yeah, right, like right. you're saving mankind, so. Trying to see if I can find where she says that. Since the dawn of man, our yes. saga as a species has been one of tribal warfare. It has been one of trial, one of sacrifice, one of daring to defy nature's natural limits. Yeah. Yeah. She goes on to say that um, they are uh, creating the world so that they can move there. Yep. Brave pioneers always remember that obedience is the highest virtue. Above all, obedience, respect, sacrifice, hierarchy. So... Yep. Your sweat and blood fuels the terraforming. 
Yeah, they talk about like a lot of exposed wires just going all over the place. Um, what I picture, and maybe you can r- r- fix my memory of this, um, in the Matrix, I want to say the third one. Mm-hmm. They're like staying in this place and they're worried about the machines coming in to get them, and like they know the machines are on their way there or whatever. Are they living in like a circular? In Zion? Like, maybe. Yeah. It's like a big circular room where like the people's apartments are like in the walls. Like yeah. in like the outer part and then there's a center section. Right. That's kind of what I picture this as, but less technological. Yeah. No, yeah. I think that that's, that's accurate. I, I kind of pictured it um, similar to the tunnels on um, at the beginning of Empire Strikes Back. Oh, Hoth. Hoth. Okay. You know, where like, instead of it being snow, it's obviously dirt. Right. Um, where like they have, because if you watch that, you know, they have like the things at the, you know, the mm-hmm. cabling at the top yeah. and, yep. you know, things like that. So that's a little bit of how I pictured it. Um, but then he, it talks about, you know, like the home that he's in, like he lives with his mom, mm-hmm. with his brother. They all live in the same quote unquote home. They share the same kitchen. So right. it's almost like um there's different spaces that families have but not necessarily like individual buildings that they each live in yeah and we find out in the center like you said that the grays live at the top in the pot and then below them actually live the gammas they live right because the gammas live on the second story so to speak of whatever the buildings are in that so talk about like that's where the silk traders are, right. that's where the food traders and the are, taverns and stuff. Taverns yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So it sounds like they're. I don't. I've. I almost kind of pictured those like makeshift buildings, almost like the kind that you would see, um, like in I'm trying to think of what they're called in Rio, where they're built into the wall. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of Fast Five, but I can't think of what they're called. Oh. Um, you know, like the the village like, is built up. You know, on the almost like cliffs, but like the steep hills. Oh, right. Okay. You know? Yeah. And I almost think it's like buildings that are kind of built against the wall. Right. Right. You know? Okay. And so, like on the first floor is where all the traders are, and then right. the second is where all the gammas live. Yeah. 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 Um. So, yeah, we um, find out why they mine, and we also find out about the forbidden song and dance yes so they he talks about how they're people of um dance and song um i think that come i think he starts mentioning it so yeah he gets out of the mine he talks about them everybody like goes to the same place where they get like (laughs) air air showers showers. yeah Yeah. so like all these guys taking off their fry suits and going into these tubes and like air just like over them um and gets all the debris and stuff off and then they go into this elevator of sorts and they go like calls it a grav lift a grav lift okay so they have to hook their feet under something right when the grav lift starts going because he says they switch something the gravity changes and the lift goes up but there's one guy who doesn't a new guy who doesn't hook his feet under the rail and is floating right but how is the grav lift going up and a guy floating that's what i'm not understanding it seems like if they were going down they would need to hook their feet so they can stay on it why do they need to hook their feet going up? I never understood the gravity. Well, I think part. that they so think about if you can directionalize gravity. Yeah, it's pulling with, down. Then it it's gonna naturally pull down to the center of Mars. So if you're at the top and you're going down to where the they're drilling, that's easy. If you're able to manipulate gravity so that it points the other direction, 
then again, it's just falling, but it's falling up. Oh, uh, okay. But so why is the guy floating? It seems like he would be on the floor. It's the same. It's the same theory. So it's almost like uh, okay. they take the lift and they directionalize gravity somehow. And so it's like if they would fall, if they would fall, if you would fall fast, you would go up. Right. Right. But so the lift is falling, falling faster fast. than gravity. Yeah, it, okay. it's falling fast up. Right. So then he. Huh. Goes yeah, it's just really weird. But. It is. Yeah, I'm trying to think. They tried to visual i was trying to visualize that um because they did they talked about directionalizing gravity some in another science fiction story and i can't think of what it yeah. is but so you got all the guys yep and they're from multiple clans there's right. gamma and lambda right both on this grav lift because right. the one gamma is the guy that is floating and they laugh at him because they're like glad to see that even though they always win the laurel at least they have some stupid people on their team right <laughs> um and that once he so darrow pulls down the guy uh that's floating and he says that the guy almost poops himself when he sees the color of darrow's fry suit because it's his fry suit right the color of his suit whatever he's wearing yeah because they haven't changed it's, out it's when, a different yeah this is yeah. before the yeah. air showers and um because he's a hell diver and hell diver is like it's i don't, I don't is there's no like real life thing but it's like the best of the best it's like you can that's like the best thing you can be a hell diver so um he says talks about him he says i think he pooped his suit (laughs) he doesn't say pooped but yeah (laughs) um yeah which was he said we all remember the first time we saw our first hell diver right um so yeah it's definitely something uh very important um and then uh yeah they go through their their showers and they're all like talking like kind of trash between each other and the gamma um hell diver's name is dago and they people are like shouting hey dago what did you get and then dago's like i don't care it doesn't matter what i got you know you know the raw numbers don't matter anyways and right some gamma yells out what dago got and then uh darrow knows that he got more helium three than that and so he's like pretty excited yeah he thinks that they're gonna win the laurel because they got more helium three than gammas did and gammas always win and uh so he thinks he's got it in the bag um and a lot of the older men and even dago said no yeah don't get your hopes up kid right. yeah right. don't get cocky kid right <laughs> <laughs> no i and i think you know that's where you know i, I think the whole scene with the grav grav lift with the guy that's floating is another example of where you see um a little bit more of who Darrow is. Like, yeah, he's he's just he he's cocky and and everything. But it's also, I think what's I think what annoys me about it is that it's all it's not really who he is. And you find that out. You know, mm-hmm. like he talks about, you know, the way that he looks at, or the way that he looks at their situation is much different than EO does. You know, right. EO says we're slaves. You know, he said I do anything just for her. Like his right. only concern is for is for her which I'm, I'm not saying is bad but like you you can you're learning that you know he is just focused on the here and now mm-hmm. you know and trying to win the laurel and there's people around him it's like you know parents with teenagers or with kids you know like we know better but they're never going to listen to us right. because they think that they know better right you know? and that's where he's at so you do get kind of this annoyance with him with the confidence and everything just being kind of a cover for 
who he really is and you start to see little snippets of who he is he's actually a pretty kind of softy right kind of guy you is know it, or like because out of like the 300 people on this grab lift right he's, he's the, the one that he's, pulls down this guy yeah and he's helps the one, him out yeah and so you can see that yeah, he's good at what he does. He he can do it really well, and he has this kind of self assurance about it, and he knows that he's good about at what he does and everything. That and I think he does know that he's smart, you know, and, and all those things. And the way that he interacts with other people is more of a, you know, a cover for the fact that he's really just worried about making sure that is okay right you know like everything. he doesn't want her to keep getting skinnier right or have to look somewhere else yeah for provisions right and i think it's you know as as we go through the story you can see how that mentality is what um is is why eo says that they're enslaved yeah. that mentality is exactly what right the overlords the golds are hoping for yeah stay focused on the 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 here and now on the small you right know, don't so. think about anything outside of your little world right yeah um we also meet another kind of key character for now anyways ugly dan ugly dan so he's like the only gray that they mentioned by name we find out right. that the grays are like the police right and ugly dan is kind of like the leader of them um in their township right and um he's he they describe him that they describe him as greasy with his like I guess grays, um, they have gray hair, but still, he says it's greasy and hanging down in front of his face. And he makes, he used to um, work on the front lines or on the front, I forget how he words it exactly, but um, basically they pulled him from the front when he had his injury and he had his arm removed, cut off, I don't know, blown off, I don't know what the front is, but, um, and so he has like this replacement arm, like a mechanical replacement arm. Right. I think he's um, from, he was in some of the, Oh yeah, fighting in Eurasia. Yeah, he calls it. Yeah, yeah, the front in Eurasia. Right. Which we don't know where Eurasia is. Right. Um, we can it's, kind of figure it out. Yeah, I mean, you would think it'd be like the kind of countries between, you know, the eastern or the western end of Russia and right. kind of Czechoslovakia and those sorts of things is yeah. where I've always pictured Eurasia. But did they talk about war on Earth? I don't think they talk about war on Earth other than just this mention of it. Well, Octavia Alun does. She okay. talks about, you know, tribal warfares and right, yeah. things like that. So, um, And we find out that nobody likes Ugly Dan. Right. Um, and they call Grays Tin Pots. Right. Um, when I think here you start to get an idea of what the color, mm -hmm. you know, that the colors are important because it describes Octavia as being gold. You know, she has this regal beauty that never ages right she has the um the he talks about her the, eyes being gold her eyes being gold and she has the gold wings on her forearms and she's um, perfect all except like the vi one scar yeah, she's beautiful except for she has one scar right. on her face and then you start to see the tin pots the grays they're they're all gray they have gray eyes they have gray hair yeah um reds are you know small and have red hair and, and only wear red and they have the red sigils on the back their of their hands, hands you know? yeah so sigils is something that was interesting too i thought that they mentioned i don't know if it was last chapter or just this chapter they start mentioning it but it's like it's like he talks about like a bone like material right but it's like 
on the outside of your skin or it's yeah. like right under your skin maybe i'm not sure i've always um, pictured it like um have you ever seen those tattoos that are like raised yeah. skin mm-hmm. you know um yeah. or maybe it's a tattoo that was removed where the skin is kind of right. bumped up yeah i that's how i've always pictured it um like yeah. something that but you're born with it Right. Yeah. It's not something you get on afterwards. It's like if you're red, you're born with these markings on the back of your hand like you that you well, can I'm, everyone would know you're a red just by that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Remove that part. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think it's interesting to start seeing how segregated things are yeah. like when and um but we'll get into that some more next chapter as well. Right. Um, but yeah, we start to see the different groups of people, mm-hmm. uh, the different colors. Um, and so they go through their gas shower or they're not gas showers. They go through their air showers and um, he's pretty sure he's got the laurel um, tied up and he goes back and talks to EO. Um, and she says that, uh, She's got a surprise for him, and he said, well, I have one for you, too, meaning that he won the laurel. And then she's like, oh, actually, I have a second surprise. Um, and uh, so we're hopefully find out soon what those surprises are. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much everything I had. Sounds good. Yeah. Cool. Uh, thanks, Matt, for joining. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, that was Chapter 2. Come back next week for Chapter 3. All right. All cool. right. Be safe. Be courteous. Bye. Bye. See you later, alligator.